What's up, everyone? You are listening to the Alaskan Grappler podcast. I am your host, Dennis Ackman. For this podcast, I sit down with Dylan Ackman, Wes Bockert, Kaylin Baxter, and Jimmy Egemeyer as we conquer the Hot Ones Chicken Wing Challenge. This podcast was recorded a while ago, but I had some difficulties with the editing process, and then I had to edit it again because all my work somehow got deleted. But I finally finished it for your listening pleasure. We recorded the podcast while I did a live streaming video on Facebook, so if you're interested in the video, check it out on the Alaskan Grappler Facebook page. During this podcast, we talk about the greatest of all time when it comes to wrestling, our Mount Rushmores of the wrestling world, if we think wrestling is growing or dying, and so much more. Wrestling season is in full swing, which means all of the results from all over the state will be posted weekly to alaskangrappler.com, as well as updated rankings for D1, D2, and girls. This weekend at the Battle of the Interior, I will be recording a couple more podcasts, so be on the lookout for those to drop soon. I hope you enjoy this one. We sure did. We're doing a podcast with all these chicken wings. I'm sitting here with Wes Bocker, Dylan Ackman, Jimmy Eggmeyer, Kalen Baxter. I'm saying all this for that, for that, for this microphone. So we got got our bases covered. So for those that maybe didn't hear the podcast that I had with Dylan, we did the Hot Ones Chicken Wing Challenge as I asked him 10 different questions. Since we're doing like a group podcast, we're just going to be talking. I'm going to have some questions, but they're not going to be directed at anyone in particular. So we're going to talk about whatever and we're just going to kind of shoot the breeze amongst ourselves and just like some buddies hanging out just eating some super hot wings and just just talking but dylan did you want to kind of explain exactly what this is as far as like what the what what the show is and all that since you watch it and i i really all right yeah so this is based off of a youtube channel and they just interview guests usually celebrities on the youtube channel and they eat increasingly hot wings, and you ask a different question for each wing. And as they get hotter, usually you get some <clears> kind <throat> of more, some more entertaining answers, basically. So. That being said, before we actually get started, I just want to make sure that this live feed is 100% good. We got Danny Poland watching, and he said it was better the other way. It's hard to hear from this far out. I just don't want everyone at home to be watching like no, this. No one cares what Debbie thinks anyway. <laughs> what can we, uh, is there anything we do about the sound? Well, the only issue is that I can't actually like zoom out of the feed. So if it's like that, this is kind of what we're looking at. And does that make any sense? So we just need to talk really loud. Jimmy Ashton said he hears us. Joe Hughes says sounds good. Chris Allen says it's not bad. So Danny Poland, sorry, buddy. Go to the doctor. Piss Go to the doctor, Danny. Piss off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to, just to kind of get things rolling. So what you do first is you eat the wing. So so real quick, just our setup. We have donuts. Feel free to eat those anytime you want. Apparently, they might help with the heat, okay? I suggest if you're going to eat a donut, wait a little bit because they're going to get really hot towards the end. You're really going to want one of those. Napkins, if you need them, we got wet wipes here. Two bottles of Pepto-Bismol, which probably will be gone by the time this is done. We all... I didn't take any. We all took some Tums except for Wes. He's probably the only one that actually needs them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had... You know, everybody takes those. I've never taken them. We got some waters here that are just for, you know, if you want to drink or help. They're supposed to actually increase heat or whatever. I don't, you know, I don't know exactly. So there's that. And then we have milk if you want it because that's supposed to help with heat. And then chocolate milk if you don't want to just drink regular milk like myself because that's what I'm going to do. Last time we did this, me and Dylan, I drank three bottles of chocolate milk. So I have that gallon of milk or half gallon and then I still have a full brand new gallon of milk if we have to get into it. So don't try to – I mean if you want, you can try to be a tough guy. But if you need something, then, uh, then go for it. And then the way that this works is you eat the wing first – 
okay? And then I'll ask a question. We'll kind of talk about it. You don't have to eat the entire wing. Later on, you're not going to want to eat the entire wing. You're going to want to just take a bite of it. I'm telling you, like probably seven, eight. I don't, I've never tried six or anything like that. And uh, from when me and Dylan did this, it was a different season of the the hot wing show. So there's five brand new sauces on here that I've never tried, including seven, nine, uh, six, and then some of the lower ones. Two through uh, four. Two through four, I've never tried either. So, uh, so you basically, you haven't tried any of them. Yeah, basically, you haven't <laughs> tried any of them. Uh, we're going to start with the, and it's going to go from left to right, so don't mess that up. We're going to start with the first one. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> cheers to hot wings. So this one is the hot ones classic. It has a Scoville unit, which is the heat. Of 1800. That's the Scoville units of this one. Right. And Hot Ones, the, the TV show or whatever that on YouTube, they're the ones who make this hot sauce. I'm going to clean the wings for as long as I can. This is an icebreaker to get things going. First question, and anyone can start off. If you had to eat one food for the rest of your life and have one drink for the rest of your life, what would it be? And I'm talking anytime you sit down. This isn't a meal. This is a food, right? So if your answer was cookie dough ice cream if you're hungry at breakfast lunch and dinner or a snack in the middle of the day you're eating cookie dough ice cream for the rest of your life i got mine sure mine would be a ribeye steak medium rare for sure okay i could eat that all day what are you drinking with it well and you can take this literal if you want like what's going to give you like all the nutrients and whatever but throw that out the window let's pretend everything gives you all nutrients anything you drink yeah. isn't going to mess up like your teeth or your liver or any of that yeah, you can drink I was it. about to say water for sure but um, <laughs> if, I, if I'm just going by flavor it would be a Coca-Cola for sure so steak and Coke yeah that's, that's what it would be next anyone I would have uh, chicken adobo it's a Filipino chicken with Mountain Dew well, I would probably do like a chicken parm sandwich with uh, a orange Gatorade you and Orange Gatorade. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably do wings and uh, Mountain Dew. Chicken wings and Mountain Dew? Yeah. Damn. I'm Sweet. going with pepperoni pizza, pan crust from Pizza Hut, and grapefruit soda. Did you just say from Pizza Hut? From Pizza Hut. With all these gourmet pizza places. Right? I don't care about the gourmet. I want the Pizza Hut pizza. All right? And it has to be cooked perfectly. And uh, number two is called Sauce Bay Skinny Habanero. This one jumps from 1,800 Scoville to 2,500 Scoville units. So that's the next uh, kind of the yellowish looking one. This is one I've never had before. Right now, I bought. <laughs> so she get? Yeah, I got one right now. I bought. My wife is in the medical field, but she uh, she's not here. So if you have any medical issues, then <laughs> go fun. tilt my head under the sink. All right, question one is similar. Let's just kind of get the conversation flowing before we talk more into kind of some wrestling stuff. So we went over the one food and the one drink, but let's say you're on death row. You have one meal. You have whatever you want. One meal. As well as a dessert and a drink and everything. And I'll kick mine off. I'm going with chicken marsala. I love that. If you haven't had it. Chicken marsala. That's the, that's the course. To drink, still going with the grapefruit soda, right? But... For dessert, I'm doing a piece of New York cheesecake with the uh, strawberry sauce on there, as well as a Reese's Big Cup, as well as a chocolate milkshake. So I, I might be drinking the milkshake with, you know, so that's what I'm going with my death row meal. Anyone else got? got I, I think I got it. I'll go for an appetizer. I'm going to go with... Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, real. I didn't realize <laughs> they had appetizers. Oh, I get an appetizer, right? I'm going to go with a dessert. A, uh, Let's see the other end. 
No, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with both. So I'm gonna go with fish and chips, deep fried halibut, French fries as the appetizer, and then I'm gonna have you eating those with ketchup. No, just plain. No tartar sauce or ketchup, just sea salt on top. And then I'm gonna go with um, Coca Cola in the glass bottle all the way through. Then I'm gonna go with the ribeye steak, uh, loaded baked potato, Mm. garlic bread, and then for dessert I'm gonna go with the Milky Way pie from the Turtle Club. Okay. And that's the end for me. That's the end of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else got one that you can think of? You know, I'd probably do a uh, a ribeye steak over hunting campfire with some camp potatoes to drink. I'd probably do a fruit punch, Tropicana fruit punch. Uh, soup, I would do cheddar and broccoli. Solid. I think uh, for dessert, probably some sort of wild berry pie, like raspberry or marionberry or something like that. And then you're dead. And then, yeah, and then lights out, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do turkey, mashed potatoes, corn on the cob, dessert, cookies and cream, ice cream, and then just a glass of milk. That'd be good. And then lights out. Thanksgiving, <laughs> basically. What you got? I uh, I like this. Uh, it's called doma. We got it in Iraq, and the locals would make it, and it was like rice inside, like onions and peppers and all that and they would steam it for such a long time that was always a good meal i like always want that but there's no way you can replicate that from over there especially with it well i mean let's just say that they fly in a private chef yeah just for the hell of it but uh yeah of course mountain dew what is it what was it called doma and what is it made out of it's just like steamed rice and vegetables and stuff like that but i I mean but no there's some red tomato i mean i hate you know the way they cook it it's just kind of like slop, but it's pretty yeah. good. Like I mean, is it like the oven hard. or? Some of it's in a pot. So God knows what some of it's cooked in. <laughs> <laughs> and then what, what, I mean, what are you going for dessert? Uh-huh. You're a dessert guy, right? Right. Uh, I mean, don't, cups, don't I pretend know. like you don't. No. Big pile of cookies and chocolate. Ice cold milk. <laughs> um, we're going to move on to the next wing. So before we do, actually, real quick. I mean, what do you guys think of the first two? No Good. Yeah. No not not bad in the heat. Not taste. bad, except for the shot to the eye. <laughs> I thought the, number, I, I thought the second one actually tasted pretty good. <laughs> no. I thought the second one tasted really good. Like the flavor of the yeah. sauce was pretty yeah. spot on. I like them both. Yeah, that was definitely one I'd ordered repeatedly at Buffalo yeah. Wild Wings. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So, so that was number two. That was 2,500. Now we're dropping to Shaquanda's Hot Pepper. And we jump from 2,500 to 10,100. Is that anybody you know? Shaquanda? No, no, no Shaquanda. No, 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 Shaquanda's Hot Pepper... 10,100 uh, Scoville. So this is like quadruple the last one. Mm, this one's pretty good. This one the has flavor. pretty good flavor. Yeah, it's more like a sweet, super hot flavor. That's because it's Shaquanda. So careful about taking a big bite out of it now. I knew Shaquanda wouldn't let us down. This guy's got all drumsticks here. I mean, he's making his life easy. <laughs> yeah. I like drumsticks. I hate eating the wings. <laughs> you guys have a preference? So you rigged it, huh? Well, I mean, for myself, for my benefit. <laughs> You guys have a preference though? I mean, this is kind of not a part of the thing, but no. Dylan don't care about wings or drumettes. I, I prefer the drumettes. I'll drums. eat the wings if I have to. I got rather have drums. So yeah, I guess I. You got almost all the picky on it. <laughs> My bad. I probably should have asked. I could have hooked <laughs> it up a little better. To eat. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Anytime I go to a restaurant, I say all drumettes. If not, I send it back. <laughs> I didn't even do that. <laughs> no, I, I don't do that. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to go on to the next question. Now we're going to get into some actual wrestling stuff. Let's go with uh, Mount Rushmore of wrestling. All-time. Four all-time greats in your mind. Who do you got? I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i kick it off. I got 
Kale Sanderson, Dan Gable, John Smith. And the fourth one is always the, the hardest one, in my opinion, because there's so many people that can typically go in the fourth spot. But I'm going to go with a young guy that I think is going to be that person at some point. I'm going to go with Kyle Snyder. Dude was two-time NCAA champ, youngest Olympic champ, won world titles. I mean, he's got a ways to go to, you know, maybe as far as some other things. But, I mean, I, I don't... He, hey, here's my thing. Are we talking like strictly wrestling accomplishments? Because if you talk like, I mean, are, we, are we talking about like their story behind it? I mean, I guess it's really kind of like what your interpretation of your Mount Rushmore would be. Of wrestling. Thing, if you're talking about most successful, you could throw in guys like Brock Lesnar, Henry Cejudo, yeah, those types of guys. Randy Couture, exactly for sure. I mean, however you want. If you consider Brock Lesnar on your Mount Rushmore, then that's on you. So who do you got? Who's your Mount Rushmore? If I'm talking straight wrestling, Brock Lesnar's not on there. But I would go with the same top three as you. and then um, Sanderson, Gable, John Smith. Yeah. And then probably um, Kyle Snyder's a good choice. Uh, Jordan Burroughs. You can maybe throw him on there. I don't really know. There's probably a lot of guys. Yeah, so who you going with? Go, I'll go Jordan Burroughs. Go with like a modern era guy, you know? He just to lost spread it out. I mean, I just, I just said that. <laughs> he just so lost you, you can't game, lose so. at all no, if you're on Mount Rushmore. No, I'm just giving you. You can't lose a single match. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, all the people that are on Mount Rushmore, really, they're dead. So, I mean, so, <laughs> I'm going to take a different angle. I'm going to go with the kind of younger guys who I think are going to, and they already done a lot so far, like um, David Taylor, Kyle Dake, Jaden Cox. I mean, he hasn't been scored on in what, three years or something? I mean, he's in the finals tomorrow. Jordan Burroughs, even though he lost today. Kyle yeah. Dake's a good one, too. I mean, yeah. for those that don't know, I mean, dude won four yeah. titles in all different weights in NCAA D1. That's pretty damn impressive. Yeah. David Taylor, I mean, towards ACL this year, but, I mean, he's been unstoppable. He's been beating the best guys in the world. And, I mean, yeah. obviously, he's not wrestling this year. But, uh, and then my last, I'm going to probably go with, um, a different country, but Chimizo uh, as of now. So. so the four are what? So I had uh, David Taylor, Kyle Dake, Jaden Cox, Abu Snagger, and then Chimizo as my fifth. You can't have five. You can only have four. Oh, he's the four? Okay. It's four, right? No, Chimizo. Oh, where am I, dumbass? I don't know. Rushmore's four, but yeah, okay. you, you can do five. So you're taking him out? Taking him so, out. Okay. Oh, he's sorry, out. foreigner. Yeah. You're out here. Yeah, he's, but he, well, he trains over in the U.S. That's why I counted it. Chimizo's the guy that Bur- Burroughs was Going that yeah. with, right? Yeah, but he trains here in the U.S. That's why I was kind of counting him. Well, uh, well is an American thing, so are we keeping it strictly American? Or well, just no, I mean, it, I guess Whatever. just wrestling so in general. The top three we said, Smith, Sanderson, and um, Gable. Gable, and then Alexander the Great from Russia. You know. Okay, yeah, sure. If just purely wrestling. Yeah, I guess. Was that like the grapple guy? Yeah, he was the one that won, like, what was it, three or four Olympic yeah. Gold or something? Yeah, something like yeah. that. For the Russian. Yeah. What do you Russian. got, old guy? Um, Gable. I don't really like Smith, so. I like Gable, but, I mean, if you're doing the Forefathers and, like, Foundation and... No, it's whatever... Got, this goes, is your but, Mount Rushmore. Like, whatever I definitely think there. he's there. I definitely okay. think he's, he's, he's something, you know, definitely you, you go in and when you're researching, you're looking up stuff that he's doing. So, Smith. Um, I think Jaden Cox. I think Jaden Cox. And, and I'm going to... And I'm going to leave that a four spot open right now because I think Yanni's going to end up being the fourth person that we see in the future that is just like ridiculously. I, I today I was telling uh, Jimmy is like if he would have said uh, Yanni instead of 
Rutherford, regardless of who beats who and who prepares for who. Yanni beats all those guys. So, but you think he'll be on there at one point? Yeah, he but, eventually but, will. But take him out. Like, he can't be on there yet. Or, or Right. Uh, you know. So, who do you got for a fourth? Fourth. You know, Abraham Lincoln wrestled back in the day. I'm going to go. I'm going to um, go with Randy Couture because he was a Greco guy. Okay. And he was an Army Greco nice. guy. Sure. I mean, that's a shitty answer, but. <laughs> you know. Okay. Not everybody can wrestle on their knee. Uh, all right. We're going to go on to the fourth wing. This is called Lucky Dog. Year of the Dog, Thai Chili Pineapple. That's the whole name. Yep. And this one has 29,800 skull units, so about triple the last one of heat. Oh, look at this. I got a drum. This one's good. Good flavor. I don't know who coded these, but they did a hell of a job. (laughs) Let's go on to the next question. This one kind of falls in line with that last one, but now we're going to talk the GOAT. Who's the greatest of all time when it comes to wrestling in general? Any country. Any country. I mean, and this you can you can interpret that however you want, like whatever you think makes greatness. If you want to include like their, you know, so so I mean, I'll pop off with this one again too. I'm hitting. I'm going Kale Sanderson because I'm including his coaching career in the yeah. NCAA. Guys won like seven out of eight national titles or something like that. Won like three in a row and then one skipped and then won four in a row. Penn State's been like undefeated in duels for like four years or something like that. He was only ever undefeated D1 wrestler in college history, winning four titles, won an Olympic gold medal, blah, blah, blah. So for me, that's who I'm going with. Yeah. Any, anyone else got a, someone they want to throw out there? I, know, I, I would definitely go with Sanderson as well, just because his coaching. And now look at all these guys that wrestled from Penn State who are Yeah, just I mean, that's another thing. I mean, I didn't even like mention. Yeah. It's not just the fact that his team is having success, but like what they're doing like later on after, down the line after. after. I have to go with him as well. I'm honestly not well-versed enough in like international wrestling. I'm sure there's some equivalents or close to from other countries, but I would go with Kale Sanderson for sure. What you got, Jimmy? I think I'll, I mean, I'll take the easy way out with Dan Gable. Unreal. Yeah, but, I mean, you look at his, I mean, obviously his wrestling credentials and, you know, Olympic champ, world champ. He lost his senior year in college, but his coaching career was unbelievable. I mean, Kels Anderson's catching up with him, but. But for right, yeah, he won like 15 titles. Yeah, yeah, it was 15 out of 21 years, yeah. And I'm going to eventually relate to him because it's. Towards the end of his career, he was coaching on crutches because he got a hip replacement. And that's what I'm gonna have to get here in a couple months of hip replacement. And I'll be on crutches here soon as well. So I'm, I'm going with Gable. And I, I tell you why. As a coach, it's easier to recruit, find, and hunt people down today than it was for Gable to do that. Yeah. So you know, I think in an aspect, Gable had to kind of build his own. Where Kel's building his own, but he's kind of getting like top of the. Top of the line. Do you think a lot of people go to like Penn State here, you know, in, in the U.S. because of who's the coach there? Like, even like, I mean, oh, look at this guy. I mean, we three of us think he's the greatest of all time. I think a lot of kids growing up in, in, that are, have the opportunity to go there are going to be like, I want to wrestle for the greatest of all time because well, look what he's been pumping I th- I out. Think look that's what he's been more doing. in the beginning of his coaching career, but yeah. now it's starting to fade into, hey, well, we want to take those guys out. You guys should come wrestle for us, and then that that starts to build fire, you know. Well, so. I talked with Yanni two Fargos ago, and he said that Kale was recruiting him so hard that he actually it turned him off because he would call him like every day, twice a day. You know, yeah, it'd be pretty. Annoying. Yanni was like, "No, nah, that I can't do this. I'm gonna go somewhere else." So we got two Gables and three Sandersons. 
All right. I mean, I can't argue with that. Let's uh, let's go on to the sixth wing already. No, fifth. Excuse me. This one is also made by Hot Ones, the the company that that runs the show. It's it, this is called Los Calientes. And uh, this one we go from twenty, we basically go from thirty thousand Scoville to uh, thirty six thousand. So just a little jump compared to the last ones. And this one is, I actually think this, I've had this one before. I think it's actually pretty tasty. It's like a green chili kind of. What do you guys think so far? A little heat at all? You got our mouth burning a little bit. My lips are a little on fire. This one doesn't seem as bad as the other one. Yeah. Well, wait till we go to the next. Like. Well, I'm sure. The jump for the next one. I guess that's what the ladder's for, right? Yeah. I think they've all been pretty tasty so far, honestly. Yeah. I wouldn't eat any of these. In fact, I think the first and the second one were the hottest so far. I think my favorite one was uh, whatever the one, the one right before this one, the Lucky Dog one or whatever. All right, now we're gonna we're gonna kind of stick to this little. We got Mount Rushmore and went to the goat, and then the last one on kind of the same topic ish is who do you think the most recognized wrestler of all time is? If you think of someone that most people would like. I don't like know right now, many, I don't know like how many right. people walking around Fred Meyer knows who Kale Sanderson is. Yeah. We know him as the goat or Dan Gable. We know them as the goats. And we gotta be like, hey, you know who Dan Gable is? I don't know if you know nine out of ten people are gonna be like, yeah, yeah, of course I know Dan Gable. I mean, they might if you ask the right people, but you know what I mean? I think there's there's like a group of them. You know, you know Dake and Burrow is. Cox. Do you think normal people are going to know who people are? What do you mean normal people, like wrestling community? No, I'm talking about the most recognized in the world. If you ask anyone on the street, hey, do you know who Jordan Burroughs is? I don't think you're going to get anybody. I'm going to go with Brock Lesnar because with with like WWE plus wrestling, like, you know, real wrestling plus, you know, whatever else he's doing, UFC heavyweight champion, that's who I would pick for sure. If that's the case, but, you go with Chris Angle or something. Yeah. Like that. Like, but I mean, who's Chris Angle? Kurt Angle. Yeah. Kurt, Kurt Angle. I think Chris Kurt Angle's Angle. a magician. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, so, you like, mean Chris Angel? So you got like Michael Jordan in the NBA, Dan Gables, uh, the Michael Jordan in wrestling. And honestly, like I've done new classes and you know, programs and stuff. But I'll ask random people to know, they know the name Dan Gable and they actually do know that name. More often than not, so okay, I think well, the wrestling well, computer, everybody yeah. knows. No, no, I mean, name, I'm talking about just average no. Joe's people. Well, na- name recognition is a lot different than visibly seen because you can ask most people who Jordan Burroughs is, and they'd be like, "Oh, he's he's a wrestler." All right, can you pick him out of the lineup? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. I mean, not just because he's my brother, but I, I, I mean, I'd have to kind of agree that Brock Lesnar has to be up there for being like all the stuff he did, like the WWE and then yeah. UFC, and then he won an NCAA title for uh, like Minnesota. Yeah, but honestly, so many people watch. And he's just yeah, that, that's probably yeah. and on top of that, he's just like a big dude. Did you ever see that match that he won? No. Or maybe, I mean, probably. Like 50% of it was like stalling and just yeah. being big. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Now we go, okay, so now this one is interesting. And I think this is, depends on how, like, what is on your wing when oh, we coded it. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you just about. This one is called Hellfire Detroit Habanero. Hellfire Detroit Habanero. And we jump from 36,000. Two, depending on really kind of like ha- what's on there. What, are you talking about? what do you mean what's on there? Like the seeds? Or- <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. Okay. So, so this one ranges from 100 to 300,000 Scoville units. 300,000. And we were just at 36,000. So yeah. just kind of a heads up on what we're getting into. Are we gonna get this into is called a jump. You don't do a lot <laughs> of jumping, Jimmy. But... Neither do you. Oh, there is oh seeds on this Oh my God, this one has like, look at that. Oh no. I had a bunch too, man. I had a bunch. Oh, it's hot. Oh, yuck. 
That's what it tastes good to me. It's just hot. It's not good tasting at all. Yeah, it's hot. Oh my, oh my god. Milk me. Milk me. Milk me. And I don't mean like grandma nipples. <laughs> oh, okay, I was confused for a second there. You can milk anything no. with nipples. No. <laughs> oh my god. I was Little Gebetto. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I want to point out, in my opinion, this this one is disgusting. Like the actual yeah. flavor is really gross. Did you even bite that? Does it look like it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me and Wes are cleaning the wings over here, my man. I'm still kind of eating. I, I mean, I'm the host. I have to kind of talk. Can you hand me the chocolate milk because I'm a little b b word? And that spoon right in front of you, Jimmy. Yeah, put a little. Can you actually just do everything for me? Not worried about this. So what's the point of these super almonds? Right? What do they use them for besides stuff like this? Cleansing. Cleansing your inner gut out. I think yeah. they're more for like putting them in like soups and stuff like that. If you put like a drop. Podcasts. Like, the, like uh, <laughs> number eight, the bomb. That one literally says on the bottle, like use one drop with caution. We didn't do that. We just, uh, we just yeah, rolled them in. Yeah, I had that one before, right? Yeah, we had it last time we did it and it was horrible. Yeah, it was the worst one for me. I tried that one. One of the worst days of my life. <laughs> How was the next day? That's my concern. Pretty bad. What is it? Pretty rough. Pretty bad. Two two hellfire number twos. <laughs> Crying. <laughs> Alright, so we're going to go on to the next question, which I have is, uh, you think the skill level in wrestling today is, is higher or lower than back in the day? Are people getting better? I don't think, I don't think or, or, or is it smarter? Na- na- nationwide or just in Sure. Alaska? No, just overall. Na- na- I think yeah. it's different. Yeah, I'm saying, I guess different. I'm saying, like, you know, what like what was Dan Gable, like, killing it with compared to, like, what are the kids using the same The same mentality as Iowa still has, just moving straight forward and beating the crap out of people. Like, yeah, so, I mean, do you, you think... You see Iowa not doing as well with that style anymore. Yeah. Okay, I'm not cleaning one Well, thing. I mean, you can't really say that because they're ranked number two or three. Yeah. I mean, they're maintained the top. I, guess I mean, that's their style. I think you say not as dominant. Not as dominant. They Controlled the sport there for a while. Well, but now they're wrestling with more Penn State style. They're not just doing that Iowa pushing around. I don't think they're scrambling as as much. Maybe we say. I think the new rule kind of put a stop to scrambling a little bit too. If you get held on your back too long, yeah, you know, exactly. count, yeah. So is the skill level higher? I think it's just changed. I think it's just changed. I think is the mentality like, different? Is uh, so you had Ben Askren all of a sudden doing all these roles and it looks cool and people buy in and then they master it. And then people that are good at basics don't know how to adjust to this, so it's costing them matches. And then there's a jumble of technique. But I don't think one technique's better than the other, per se. I'm saying, you know, like, oh, here's an example. People a lot like to compare basketball, Michael Jordan and LeBron James. LeBron James, Michael Jordan nowadays would kill it because of how the rules are and blah, blah, blah. But if you put LeBron James back in Michael Jordan's days... It might be the same thing. I'm talking about if you take Kyle Dake now, right? Put his skill level and what he has and put him back 30 years. Does he just wipe everybody, just smash everyone? Or does he, I mean, or is it the same? Does he win four titles? I mean, are the refs stopping the smacking like back then, like they do today? No, no, no. no. He's going back in time. No, I'm not. He's going back in time where they're literally. Fist fighting in the middle of matches, and the ref's good with yeah, it. He's got to go with those rules if he goes back, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so that's what I'm saying. I, I, I don't think. I really does don't he do think worse? Does he do about the same? Does he I do think better? He does about the same. Okay. I think. I mean, he's going to have a skill set that might be, or some moves that they haven't seen. But I think he's going to realize, like, when someone hits me on top of the head, and I go like this to the ref, like, 
They're gonna the refs going to laugh at you, you. <laughs> right? So now you're gonna you're in a brawl. I guess the other part with that, at least with wrestling, is I mean, I feel like if you hit some of the moves that kids do today back in the day. They'd probably be like, "Whoa, yeah. potentially dangerous," or so. I don't. What is that? Yeah. Are you legal? Like, I don't know what's happening, but I'm pretty sure you can't do that. I do remember seeing clips of Dan Gable back in the day, and I love Dan Gable. Don't get me wrong, but I remember seeing stuff with him in like high level competition where he's like winging the half in the finals and shit. Like, yeah. No, he's doing stuff like that. But so, you know, the thing is, is like, but look at what David Schultz was doing. Yeah. Like, I mean, that was back in the 80s and stuff he was doing. I think he was beyond his time yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But he was also had probably the closest relationship with the Russians. That's true, yeah. That's you know, he, he's a guy that, like, they loved him. He loved them, and they, he trained over with them a lot. So, yeah. And the Russians are always, like, odd wrestling, kind of rubbery, right. you know, just nonstop moving. And Another thing to think about, if you could put some of the guys from back right. in the day into now and give them a couple months of training, you know, with like the yeah, they adjust moves. pretty quick. I yeah, think. exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's a hard. That's a hard question to answer. That's kind of the point. Yeah. <laughs> I think Dick def- definitely goes in with an advantage, but like he gets his eyes open. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. getting a little hot. So that one, I mean, you guys obviously didn't get to do it last time, but when me and Dylan did it last time. That one right there is number six. That reminds me six. of what, uh, that reminds me of the number seven that we tried last time. Hey, if you remember last time though, we couldn't get number six; they were sold out. So we had two number fives. So did you guys order like a kit? Yeah, there's like three different kits you get that make up the whole set. Oh, I'm the only one who likes chocolate milk around here, I guess. At this point, it really doesn't matter. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's let's move on to the next one. And this one is uh, number seven. Remember when I talked to you the other day at practice and I said, we're screwed? Yeah. And I told you I finger tested one? This is it. This is the Wiltshire Chili Farm Trinidad Scorpion. And the Scoville on this is 104,000. 104,000. Uh, I'm not at that point where I'm cleaning the wings. I'm only going to take one bite of these wings from now on. <coughs> it's hot. <laughs> Actually, it tastes pretty good though. Okay, so not bad. I'm taking two bites, but still not cleaning it. Somehow it's got my eye. <coughs> oh, what you, first thoughts on the wing? The last one was hotter. I agree. I think so. I had a pretty good taste in the beginning, and then it's like. I agree on the last one being hotter, but the last one said 100 to 300,000. This one's set at 106,000 or whatever. I don't know if that. I don't know how much it matters. I'll also have some wet wipes here if you guys are like. You don't want to like touch your eyes on accident or something with the. Uh, I'm trying to use the same just like two fingers that I, I have really for like mace the, the stuff. <laughs> All right, so next question we're gonna go to is uh, we'll talk about this as refers to Alaska. Do you think wrestling is growing or dying? Depends on what area you're talking about. Yeah. In general, I mean, clearly, like, girls wrestling is, is growing. Right. You know, they have their own tournament now and things like that. I mean, overall, I, I mean, I don't have any statistics in front of me as far as <clears throat> how many people have competed over the last however many years in the state or whatever. Is it growing? Is it dying? Why? I think, I don't know about the numbers, but I think the talent or the, I guess, we're, I think we're competing better down in the states again, but there's more down in the states compared to what it was before but I think we're getting better against people down in the lower 48 for sure and definitely for women's as well 
tissues well, here too. I think the uh, I think the high school quality has gone down a little bit, but the top tier is probably getting a little better because the kids now that are wrestling all year round, like Jimmy said, are competing and doing a lot better down in the national tournaments and stuff because they're just competing more often, wrestling more, get more mat time. So. Well, I think the wrestling has changed too because down lower 48, you got the AWA, yeah. all year round academy. Then you got Ironman Academy. Then you got um, where are the other academies out there? Um, pure Perlers or whatever. Yeah. So you got all these things. These kids are wrestling all year round, and nineteen-year-old kids are becoming world champions. Where you didn't see that till like 25, 26 to thirty, right? So it's changed the game, and 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 to a sense. Yeah, hand me a donut. Alaska's still <laughs> maintaining. Uh, the rankings at some to some extent, but I think there's so much out there now that it's diluted that the issue is like a lot of our kids are going different places that yeah. aren't really. I mean, it's good confidence builders because they're going to win, but they're not getting challenged. But we have we do have uh, some academies throughout the state like Pioneer Grappling and you know Soldatna area is about to get one from. I think Dickinson's building a place. I guess there's another kind of like uh, a question off of that is like, so when you look at like a state tournament bracket, do you think it's like like now it's more dominated by maybe like one or two, maybe three people, or I think is it more like diverse now? I think like, some coaches are happy with not just having one or two champions and then having a crappy team and then blaming it on like not getting kids and not, not putting in the work. You know, I mean that might piss some coaches off, but. I'm not in the school. I'm still getting the kids, you know. There's a lot of coaches that aren't in the school and they're producing the... Because they have a desire to win and build a program. Yeah. Where some coaches, like, you know, year after year, they're the coach. And they've got one kid. And they're good with that. And that just drives me nuts. Yeah. Well, so I guess another kind of just question. Are some programs kind of just... That, that's just how they are. They're going to have... They're going to kind of just have whatever they have. If that makes yeah. sense, like numbers, they, like they're like if if they could pump out a couple state champs, cool. But they don't care necessarily about trying to like build like an actual like team for the future because they feel like they're going to be kind of just not be able to compete with you know teams. I think some coaches just want to win in those three eight weeks that they're a coach, and then you got coaches that just want to you know take as many kids as they can get and conquer the world and show them what it's like to be champions in life all year round and and you know not. You know, check out or you know, punch the time clock and go go away for a while. I mean, is one? I mean, does it matter? Is, is like, is one better than the other? Does it matter if like if, for the kids? Probably right. It's better if you have a coach that's like that wants to build a program long term. Well, well, but is it okay? I mean, it's okay, right? If there's a coach that's like, hey, I mean, it's, it is that's okay. how it's going to be. I absolutely is okay. Okay, but that coach needs to shut up and not complain about other coaches <laughs> that could get good. Pre- you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's so unfair. Like you can't compete with it. We'll just, then eat, just be happy with what you got, or and shut up. Make changes to make that available for yourself. You know, and and it's not the coach. Like this is what I tell you. It's not my fault that I'm retired and hundred percent disabled, and I chose to open up a gym and put money into it instead of whittling in my garage. No, it's your right? fault. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, like some people get pissed at that that they think it. Oh, he's building all stars, or he's. So you're saying we shouldn't do anything or provide that, not provide that at all because right. other coaches can't. Yeah, that's right. 
Yeah. Okay. So I mean, it's your fault, but it's not your problem. Yeah, I'm sure. You're the one who decided to retire, and you're the one who has. Like, uh, no, I'm saying, I'm being realistic. Well, yeah, yeah. No, so I mean, exactly. like you're like you're the one who put yourself in the position to do what you're doing right now. If other people wanted to do that, then step the game up, Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> Go retire, man. What are you doing? That's well, I mean, he, he he's got a full career and a busy job, and I, I would, and, but like he's still like doing Team Alaska. And yeah, stuff no, like I would, I, I'm just saying that because he's right here and he runs yeah. another program where well, we do have we all coach on the could but won't. Right. No, I know. That's kind of what I'm getting at. So, I mean, is wrestling growing or dying? Did we ever come up to like an actual like... I think it's growing. Think it's it's growing? morphing into something else. In Alaska? Yeah. In yeah. some aspects. It's morphing into is something else. Is that in specifically because of girls wrestling? Or just as a... I think like, girls oh. wrestling is, is growing and less morphing. I think boys wrestling is morphing into something else and growing at the same time. I think, you know, okay. the things that Pioneer Grappling and, you know, all year round... Uh, things that East East High School is doing down there with all tons of kids in the Anchorage area. I think it's morphing into something that we weren't doing ten years ago. Yeah, you guys have any weight on this? I I just think that uh, the high schools are kind of yeah everything's growing and morphing because yeah. we're bringing in like IGA and Pioneer and mm-hmm. Hoff, Nathan Hoffer is opening his too. But uh, I think it's being kind of the high schools being retarded just because our season is so short. You know, it's punishing their bodies. Yeah, yeah, and their grades. I mean, yeah. yeah. Why are we still doing finals around state? Yeah, cutting, kids cutting weight, and, and they're doing yeah, we, finals that week. Our you know? state tournament is during finals week this no. year. Definitely not being set up for success for sure. Yeah. We're gonna go to the next one. All right. This is the one that gets everybody on the show. That destroys everybody. Dun, dun, dun. And the crazy thing is, the Scoville units compared to this one. From eight from seven is really not much of a difference. Seven was one hundred four thousand. This one's one hundred thirty five thousand six hundred. Maybe lying. Maybe, but this one's called De Bomb Beyond Insanity, and this is number eight. If you want to clean the wing like you guys have been doing, that's on you. I've done this one before and probably shaved off a couple years of my life. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, and, and mine looks like oh my god! Did you why is these? mine so dark compared to you? <laughs> I don't know. Look at mine. Yeah, that one's pretty good. Did, who did you do it? Hey, did I do? Will anyone clean it with me? I'm, I'm clean. I'm gonna try. Clean. I'm not. Except I got a damn yeah. wing instead of a drumette switch. I'm going for it. Okay. I can't let it beat me. That's a clean wing. Just a bite. I'm not licking my fingers though. That has no taste. It's like, I feel like you're opening the oven. Oh my god, that's disgusting. The smell. I love the so my Jeremy watches these back to back. He's got his TV set and YouTube channel. Nope. And going. Nope. And uh, uh yeah. I go in there and I watch these. And every time they get to their guy asks a question and then they do the sound effects echoing in the guy's head. <laughs> How are we doing on that one? I think it's Dylan's about to pass out. I'm not gonna pass out, but the last time you got it, it's same. It's building. Yeah, it's building. I'm just about to sweat 10 pounds off. The milk doesn't taste the same. It tastes sour now, but it's not. Ooh, hiccups. Sorry. I know the answer to this from everybody. We're going to talk about it. Hang on. Milk, someone. Thank you. Is refing good in Alaska? No. Okay. No. Figured. There's some good ones. 
There are some <laughs> There's a few. Why is it particularly Napkins. Bad? They don't have any other experience other than Alaska wrapping. They don't go down. Most of them, there's a couple. Oh, they, they just go, they stay in Alaska, wrapping Alaska, they don't get caught by better ref down the stakes. We so, have some come up at, at state, but by that time, it's too late. <sighs> there's some that are good, but then when you get refs that are pocketing points, when you're wrestling your crosstown rival and hit it hit you two minutes after the call should have been made, that's terrible roughing. <laughs> We're struggling. Everyone's kind of struggling. That's what you get for cleaning the wings. So I want to point out that me and Jimmy are doing a little bit better than you guys. You guys didn't clean the wings. I know. That's my point. I'm not judging you guys. I'm just saying that. Give me a tissue. I can go grab some ice cubes if you guys want to. This is the crap I say to people all the time when I have this discussion. I've probably been in a coach's chair year-round more than almost anybody, you know? Yeah. I've never been kicked out of a tournament. Did you say never? Never until last year. Twice. I was there. By my own local refs. One of them was questionable, like, I probably deserved it. The other one was just blatant, like... Which one was questioned? Is that the one at Lathrop? Yeah. Yeah, I probably should have been kicked out. Probably should have been. The other one was just like blatant, like tit for tat. I wasn't even involved and I wasn't even there coaching. But. What tournament was that at? Tan and all little. So my thought process. Coming from being, from being a previous ref for middle school and then I coached or ref a little high school. Retired on top. Best damn ref the state's ever seen by far. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I think a lot of the issue is that a lot of refs have egos. And it's like a power trip. I don't know about that as much as if they've got something to prove to a certain coach. Maybe. That, I mean, that's part of an ego, though. Yeah. So you, hear, you ever heard of all the stories? Like Vern, Moreland, all these coaches that I've heard about and the things they've done and the refs laugh about it. And they've never really talked about. Well, they've I mean, got they, kicked out. They do that then, years later. And then they're and then it's like totally different now. That's because people have egos. They're now. the refs. They're not the coach. They're that's not the coaches anymore. Yeah, but group. that's because they have egos now, and it's a power trip. And they go, "You're going to question me? You're going to say something to me like ding point or?" Well, I'll tell you this. You're out of here. Or whatever. There's two refs. I think they're in Fania. Oh, your well, favorite one, the bald guy. No, no. no. <laughs> I don't mind him anymore. Tracks? I don't mind him anymore. Let me tell you. I think it's a lot of these wrestlers. First of all, Vanya. Vanya. Probably my, not the most tactful person. Best ref, I think. He's ref both my boys' finals. And uh, I'm, I'm always worried what ref's going to go out there. And he's told me to shut up and sit down and, you know, been a jerk to me. But I, I don't really care because, you know, I give the same thing back. All I ask for is great refing. That guy has done it every time. Every time he's been out there. Uh, and Trax is just the same way. There's some, there's a couple other ones, but those guys... Yeah, I brought enough milk. Sorry. I'll tell you, what's been fun is, because I haven't deployed and moved away in four years, kind of built like a a friendly little poke, and they'll poke at me back, and, yeah. and, and, and it's kind of... It's not bad. Donut anyone? I mean, tell, tell him it helps. Oh, he's already crossed one, basically. My forehead's on fire, I'll tell you that much. Not two more. I think a lot of these refs have been 
after Kaido. Dude, I agree. Up well, the other thing is knowing from being a Fairbanks ref prior, at least you're in town. And I mean, imagine it's the same in Anchorage because it seems to be the same. A lot of the same guys coming yeah. back year after year. They don't get a lot of young blood in there that people that want to come and ref. And well, that's the problem. That, we don't have anyone to ref, so who are we going to turn to? The guys who've been doing well, it, the guys that don't want to ref that's, anymore. That's kind of their argument. That's kind of their argument. I mean, we talk, about Bruce, we talk about Bruce Merritt. Bruce Merritt's a good ref, but he don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, he's kind of like, he's older, not dogging him or anything like that. He's an older guy. <clears throat> he just don't want to do it, but he does it at times out of necessity because there's like, there's no one else. Well, I mean, I think he feels more of a mentor role. I mean, yeah, that, there's that too. But I'm saying, I think, and I think that's needed. What you get is all the ex labor coaches that are starting refing. What? <laughs> no, no ref from Lathrop is coached for refing. None. No ref from Lathrop. Well, no, no, they're no coach from Lathrop nice is refing. All their kids went to Lathrop, and now they're coaching or refing. Tim Spencer. Oh well, I, you know how many North Pole kids are about? coaching. You know, like North Pole. Yeah, those are the ones that are pocketing points when I'm dueling your team. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, matters. We can give you a couple points in each one of those matches. It ain't gonna matter right now. In a couple of years, it will. Or next year, it's definitely probably gonna. How we doing? Lips on fire, mouths on fire. Yeah. 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 As of last time, once we did that one, if you can get through that one, the next two, I know. They're supposed to be hotter. They're not. Hey, one thing I want to add is I think with the refs, um, another big problem is just the shortage in general. There's not a lot of them to come by, so you're not always going to have the best refs when you only have so many to pick from and they're dying for them to come out. You know what I mean? I, and it comes with that short season. You know what, though? Here's the yeah, thing. Like, sure. They make bad calls. I don't think they make any more bad calls than other bad calls. I've gone out there and I've said, hey, that's a takedown on our guy. Like, how are you not, and, the, and they look at me like I'm crazy, and I'm, I just, it's an opportunity to show them, like, hey, like, just listen to us, right? And we're, you know, it's not, it's not always about my guy. I think it was right in front of my chair at Regions. We got blasted to our butt, and they called it out of bounds. The kid was clearly in bounds. I'm like, that's a takedown, man. So I went to the table, and I argued. I was like, that's a takedown for them. And I think they need to see that, because it's not just about Bacher. Well, I think trying to win them. everything. It's like, I just want you to call a fair match. <clears throat> yeah. Right? Now, now, if you're inconsistently calling stalling on both sides, fine. But if you're consistently calling stalling on one side and not doing it on the other, like, <clears throat> and it's inconsistent, like, that, <clears throat> that sucks. Well, I think a lot of refs now, too, are kind of like, same mentality as some of the kids that me and you kind of talk about. They're sissies. You go up there to argue a call... They take it as like a direct attack on like their personality, like their life or whatever. Yeah, like you yeah. call them a shitty person. It's not the case. You're just saying, hey, yeah, I have plenty of experience well, and have been around this for a long time. Like I don't agree with you, you know. And you're just trying to. I mean, in reality, a lot of times you go up there to argue a call. You're not expecting it to ever get overturned ever because it never happens rarely. But you're going up there to kind of let them know that, hey, you know, I think that's a crappy call. Maybe look for it next time or get better or think about it at least or something. And I think that, you know, a lot of them take it like, oh, you're, oh, he's coming up here already. Like, already, like, hey, yeah, yeah, go sit down. Like, I don't even want to talk to you. And they get mad because you're emotional, like emotionally invested. Yeah. Well, you're on one side. Yeah. And he's on one side. Both of those people are going to be emotionally invested. The ref, however, is not supposed to be mo- emotionally invested. So... And the other thing that I'm going to tell you is the problem with refing 
certain aspects. And I think, and this is one thing I do like about how Vanya does it. Like, if he sees a pin, he calls a pin, right? You know, and you have the kids getting drilled on, and it's legal, and the kids screaming, but it's legal. Like, he, he lets the kid finish the move. Yeah. Where, you know, we've got kids going down lower 48 and, like, getting pride on, and it's totally legal. And they just start, like, ah, and the, and I haven't seen some of our refs being like, watch your shoulder, watch your shoulder. But listen, man, just, like, if it's legal and you don't see, like, anything breaking, you should be down there getting ready, top of the guy. We got refs can't even get on top of the kids anymore. But uh, let the move run its course. Like, just because he screams, you know, kids scream off their backs all the time. Do it on purpose. Well, it, it, does, <laughs> it does affect our mentality of, like, how we wrestle and how we take that wrestling and go down out of lower 48. If you're, you're telling kids they can't run bars hard and run in a proper way and driving that elbow and that shoulder and the, and the ear, and you got to back off and be careful, um, and the kid just gets away, then down there when you get a stud and you're trying to do that, you're definitely not going to yeah. compete. You know, you're definitely not going to compete. Not to interrupt that real quick, Danny Poland says that you are labor breathing. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Are we ready for the next one? Yeah, I just want to point out that this man here has not touched a drink yet. I think he's the only one. All right, well, I'll take that milk that you poured because... <laughs> I let him pour it. He, he asked, I said, go ahead in case I, this one I just punished. It punished me. The but, screwed up thing is a little lactose intolerant is going to be really funny. Are you like... Oh, brutal. <laughs> Uh, not only are you going to be just shit and lava, but you should have brought some almond milk or something. Just to help you guys, um, kind of let you guys figure out how I'm pulling this off. It's called, this thing called being a man. So, I mean. Right. Oh, okay, buddy. Let's grit it out. Let's go. So, even though that one in the show is typically the hottest, that one's 135,600,000 Scoble. Or no, excuse me, 135,600. I don't even know if I'm saying that. 135,600. Yep. So the next one is Pucker Butt Chocolate <laughs> Plague. This is a prison prison hot sauce? This Pucker one butt. is 690,000. So this is supposed to be worse. Way worse. I According think to this. This probably kills. This is loud. about five times hotter than the last one we just had. According to the Scoville unit. Are we going? Are we hesitating? You cleaning the wings again? We're going to try. That's that. We're going to go for it. Nope. Still not on that. Good job on being men, because I'm apparently not. Well, that one sucks right from the get go. Was it nasty? Yeah. Great. Fuck. <laughs> Horrible taste. Yeah. Oh God. Pucker butt. This thing came out somebody's butt. Straight ass. That is disgusting. Oh my God, that was horrible. That's that company made that just because it's hot. <laughs> oh no, God, no other so attributes of it. That thing carries. We're going to go on to the next question, which is actually something I think is really cool. And oh, before we get happy sure. birthday to Jimmy. Oh, yeah. Happy well, birthday to Jimmy. Well, I was going to do that at the end, but <laughs> you kind of ruined it. But, you kind of ruined uh, it. Jimmy's birthday. Uh, I wish him happy birthday right when he walked in the door and I got him a birthday card. I mean, yeah. anyone else get a birthday card? We didn't witness it. So, suck it. Anyway, so Les kind of ruined that I was going to do that at the end, but happy birthday to Jimmy. So, excuse me. Now that that's being said, the next question is how old are you? 30. 30! Big 3-0. 30 walking around like an 80-year-old. Wow. You're a nice guy. Thank you for spending your birthday with us. The last one, the the boom, like you breathed and it got worse. The bomb. 
The bomb. Yeah. You call it whatever the hell you want, though. I felt like my face was sprayed. The next one we're going to do, is, this isn't more of a question. So, so since my website is geared towards high school wrestling, think back to your high school days, okay? We're going to go, we'll start with Dylan, if that's all right. We're going to go around the table this way. I'm not going to do it because I'm hosting. I want you to scout yourself. If you had a wrestler that you're coaching that's about to step on the mat against high school you at your prime or whatever, what are you telling them? Like, hey, watch out for say this guy's again. ankle pick, whatever. Say that wrestling you. Yeah, you're, so so let's say that you're a coach right now, and you're coaching me, and I'm wrestling you when you were in high school. Does that okay, make sense? Yeah, yeah. So you're sc- scouting yourself. Like, hey, blah, blah, blah about this kid. What, what do you got, Dylan? What are you telling a kid that has to, had to wrestle you back in the day? All right, I would say do not tie up with him. Wash the head and arm. No matter how good you think you are or how easy it is to avoid it, be careful because he's going to be looking for it all the time. I would say watch for the low-level single, the blast double, just basically uh, try to stay in good position because that's when he's going to try to take you down. Nothing too special outside of that. I say on top, he's got a lot of pinholes, always looking for the pin. you got to be on your P's and Q's when you're on the bottom because specialty's probably on the top. And then I would say when I'm on bottom, or when he's on bottom, talking about myself, uh, I would say nothing special, just stays in good positions. Your best bet might be a, probably a leg ride on top. That's probably what he's had the toughest to deal with. Done deal? That'd be about it, yeah. All right. What you got, Wes? Mine would be uh, tell him to watch out for uh, the heavy hands, double, front headlock. Those are my favorite. Just beating up on the guy and... Glass doubles, but uh, but tell him not to worry on bottom. He's probably gonna let you up and go take downs anyways. <laughs> basically, it. That's it. Watch out for this guy's heavy hands. If, if other than that, you got him. You'll beat him. Damn, dude, you must have been a shitty wrestler. Yeah, I was. I was horrible. What you got, Kaylin? Damn Ohio wrestlers. Uh, <clears throat> try to slow the match down because he's got a high motor. He'll try to wear you out and then score. No. Stay out of the Holy inside cow. ties because he. Goes to that outside tie and duck under both sides. Be ready off the whistle. So hit you with a dead shot. On bottom, changeover. Do a lot of changeovers because his main thing is a spiral to a chop. Switch directions. Are we coaching or are we wrestling the whole fucking match? Tight, tight ways. Whole match, bro. <laughs> You're the only one who didn't get the memo. When he's on top, he's going to cut you on heavy, heavy cut, hard cut, so... Get your head up right away. Turn and face. What's up, Jimmy? What's up, birthday boy? Don't tie up with him. Don't let him slow you down. Move your feet. Stay in the open. Because he'll just tie you down and eventually just go off you. On bottom, make sure you chain wrap him on bottom. If not, he'll get a hold of you on bar you. Probably pay me that. So that's about it. Pretty simple. All right. Never worked. <laughs> Dylan Grab that bottle What's that? The last one is called Hot Ones The Last Dab And it's tradition on the show But you don't have to But to put a last dab of hot sauce On your wing What did you roll them in hot sauce already? There's a dab on that damn thing No there's definitely a dab So I took the, the bomb twice What? 
Don't worry what? about it. You roll the other wing inside the yeah, sauce? Yeah, everyone like, I broke it out of that. <laughs> so we went from, uh... Okay, you guys get being cool. Come on. She says, like, after the bomb was easier, and I took another bite of that, I'm like, that's creepy. <laughs> oh, you're saying you took two bites? <coughs> Big deal. No, he did the same wing back to back on this. Yeah. <coughs> Holy cow. So we just went from 690 skull units. This is the last one, the last dab. Just the air in this is. Yeah. This one says 2 million. Have you ever. Plus. Seen? So this one's about three times, or a little more than three times higher than the last one, according to skull units. I think the damage is done, so it's hard to yeah. get a good reaction. Have you ever seen Crank versus Crank where he puts the. Two million school unit yeah. hot sauce on her sushi. Yeah. And she's freaking out. Well, yeah, that was extract. <laughs> yeah, it was like an extract. It wasn't even hot sauce. I got, so, I got some good Team Alaska hot sauce story for you. <laughs> uh, cool, because that's what we're about Are to do. No, you guys are doing Dave's Insanity sauce to get out of track workouts. This right here, so Hot Ones are the people that, make, that do the show or whatever. They specifically make this sauce to be the hottest one in the world. Oh. The last question. Oh, well, actually. Gotta take a bite, right? Gotta take a bite. Where you dabbed it. To the last dab. Cheers, boys. Yeah. Get my dab on yours. <laughs> Still not cleaning it. Cleaned it up until I was number nine. I'm quit. Horrible. All right. All right. I can start drinking because I've ate every one now. Hey, that Holy cow. That wasn't a rule or anything, but. This last one. Last question. Not a question, it's a topic. Story. Particular story that sticks out in your mind about wrestling, when you wrestled, when someone you know wrestled, when you're coaching, whatever. I'll start off and then we'll, and then, and then whoever wants to go next can go next. So, when Dylan was a senior, it actually isn't a story about Dylan, but when he was a senior, he had a really good buddy of his that wrestled, that was his practice partner named Tommy Gillen. Tommy wrestled 135? Or 138, I guess, because they changed the weight classes that one year. Or that's the first year they changed it. Tommy wrestled 138, and he's going into the quarterfinals against a guy named Matt Downs from East Anchorage. Who's Matt Downing? Matt Downing. Matt Downing is somebody else from East Anchorage. Matt Downing was in the finals the year before and lost to Austin Tennis. Yep. So. Tommy is a guy that didn't have a whole lot of confidence in wrestling for whatever reason, especially over a name kid or whatever. So he goes to wrestle uh, Matt Downing. Second period, he chooses down, throws Matt Downing in a, in, a, in a Granby. Has him on his back. Matt Downing is flipping out, scratching, scratching Tommy's face. I'm livid because I'm coaching. I'm up at the table as this is going on yelling. Like, hey, what are you doing? He's scratching his face. Like, that's illegal. Not knowing what the hell's going on. The ref stops the match. And I'm up, up at the table immediately, hands up. Like, hey, what the hell is going on? And he goes, one, illegal point, technical violation, illegal point. One, technical violation, illegal point. Two, technical violation, illegal point. That's it. It's over. Finally <laughs> looked up at me like, but he always had his like look as like he's scared. He's like, what, what's going on? And I'm like, you, you won! You won a scare match! He was going nuts. We were going nuts. That kid was a senior. He forfeited out of the tournament. Tommy went out of the semifinals. Unfortunately, lost one to zero. Third next kid he wrestled, but 
a story in general that sticks out in my mind. Literally, like one of my most favorite times moments of being on like a coach. I loved how theatrical the ref got. Like it was like a boxing match, and the guy just got <laughs> counted out. So he's actually doing that. He's scratching yeah. his face, but he was on his back, so he wasn't stopping the match because he was still could call the pin or the near fall. But I didn't even just know if he just saw it at the time. But yeah, I mean, he just and just calm one technical violation, illegal hold one technical violation, illegal hold two technical violation, illegal hold. That's it! That's over! <laughs> I was like, oh! That's hilarious. Anyone have something in particular? Oh. So I, you know... Did you? I, I got... I, like you said, I had a couple. I have a lot of happy stories, man. I, especially I with the kids that you know I get to work with. And, I should have bought more milk. My bad, boys. But, anyways, besides my kids, like Jeremy All-American and Kirsten Wrestling and some matches, here's my... Here, here's, a, here's one that has nothing to do with... My kids, outside that. But, uh, okay, so I had uh, moved back and decided that I was going to coach at Lathrop, not coach at West Valley. And I had to go tell uh, Ron and Dustin and Jeremy, Jeremy Falk, because I really felt I needed to tell them before I actually made the move and did the decision. So, anyways, I did that and I built my own team. And Dustin's senior year, I think, he, he was state champ. It was cool to watch, but here was that, you know, I was over with my guys. <clears throat> Coolest thing, he ran all the way around, ran up the bleachers, through the Lathrop kids and gave me a hug and told me thank you. So that, that was really cool. And you don't get a lot of moments like that, especially when you're moving and, you know, some people just don't understand why you're doing something. But that was probably one of my coolest moments. I've never told him that. He can fuck off anyways. Not <laughs> right. um, I, I wrestled with a kid in high school. Um, the highest he ever placed was fifth in Alaska. And I convinced him to go to Southern Oregon with me and wrestle. And he decided to. And every year I had to convince him during Christmas break. It's always hard. It's time to get kids back. So he walks on to Southern Oregon University. Russell's kind of gets his butt kicked for a while. Again, he only took fifth in Alaska. That's pretty low. And uh, goes on a pretty tough NAI school, but manages to make it through every season. And then eventually, his uh, senior year, he beats a returning runner-up, or returning national finalist in the regional finals, makes it to nationals, loses in the blood round, Never all Americans, but a kid that took fifth in Alaska ends up doing his five years in college, almost becomes an all American. I mean, that's kind of a cool. You had to talk him on there too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so yeah, every Christmas break, he's like, "I'm done, I'm done, I don't want to do this." And then I, you know, he was my roommate at the time, so I was just convincing him to keep going, keep going. And now he's gonna be a women's uh, uh, coach down there at Southern Oregon. So it's kind of a cool, uh, lasting story. That, no, last year at the region tournament with uh, Alan Holland in the third and fourth place match, winner goes to state. Oh, I mean, God. <laughs> I was pretty uh, amped up, a lot of emotion. Alan ends up pulling it off just because he had a bigger gas tank. But <laughs> For the love of God, lower your level. He was pretty stoked, and he came and gave me a big hug after, so it's kind of rewarding. 
Yeah, that was an awesome match, man. The whole gym was just going nuts. Yeah. yeah. Because we went back to one mat or whatever. Yeah. Right? There's, there's, there's a lot of coaching. That's kind of what gets you hooked. Yeah. What else you got going? There, there was uh, one time down at Fargo, like in 2008, I think, Trent Lemons was on the team. And uh, he was down in a match, and I think it was getting close to the blood round. I know it wasn't the first couple rounds, but he was down and coached him through a major comeback. That was pretty awesome. Ref came up after and was congratulating us and stuff. So, got one going. I have a story that uh, I was just thinking about. It's not nearly as epic as any of yours. It's just kind of funny. It's something that I was just thinking back on. Well, happy, happy. When I was a, I think I was a senior in high school. We had this heavyweight on the team named Ryan Williams. Big. <laughs> dude. You remember him? Yeah. Oh, I do. He had to cut <laughs> to get down to heavyweight. It's down to two hundred eighty-five. And he had never wrestled before, so he didn't really know what he was doing. And we got we got him down to weight, and we're at North Pole at the John Tobin tournament. And we told him, make sure you bring some food for after weigh-ins. And he's all stoked. He goes in and makes weight. And then he comes out and pulls out of his bag one of those giant gallon Ziploc bags just full of pizza. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, yeah, and opens it up and starts going to town. And we're like... Dude, what are you doing, man? Yeah, what you want to eat, and he had no idea. He was like, "What? Why not?" That kid, that kid comes with a pretty cool story and some hardships in his life. And well, it took us a while to get him to come out there. Yeah. yeah, And I mean, I mean, he can afford anything or anything. I mean, he's just such a great kid. He's a big teddy bear. Got another quick story. <clears throat> Can't remember what gray I is. Remember a guy named Tom Doyle from Lacer, bigger kid. 180. Doyle? Yeah. Doyle rules. He had Russell here his senior year. Maybe even his junior year. I can't remember. He moved to like California or something. Yeah, Anyways, California. We had the Because, yeah, he was the same age as you. Yeah. We had the Diamond Tournament. And uh, he beat some kid. And I can't remember if it was, you know, it was like a finals or anything. I, I, just, I can't remember what it was. Loser bracket, whatever. Beats this kid. Kid ain't happy about it. Gets up, wouldn't even get up, shake his hand. He gets his arm raised, whatever. <clears throat> Kid's really sitting down, like with his back to Tom, who's going over the scores table when you have to actually still sign bout sheets. Signed in the bout sheet, and then the kid just smacks the ground, gets up, turns around, and just starts running at Tom Doyle. Well, we had Chris Dean, who was our uh, athletic care time. Dude weighs like, not to be a jerk, like four, five, huge guy. Sit in front row. He lost definitely, weight. Yeah, I, I haven't seen him forever. Sit in front row. He sees this and he gets up and he freaking cuts him off. He cuts him off and just blasts this kid, tackles him. <laughs> in the middle of the gym, man, there's only two mats going on or whatever at the time. Yeah, everybody's seeing it. Well, this kid's parents were pissed. This kid got thrown out of the tournament. His parents got thrown out. They're yelling. I think I'm like, well, good thing he did do that because if not, these are some big boys. These are like 189 pounders. He's going to tackle him. They're going to go through that score table, knock all them people down. He's getting blasted in the back. It, I don't know if there's anyone warming up back there or whatever, but, you know, it could be bad. You know, like, he, what are you getting mad about? That's just another random story I just thought of real quick. Uh, we, were, we had a little, years ago when I was still in high school, Tom Doyle was still here. And we had like a little 
tournament upstairs in the mat room with Interior Youth. And uh, Tom was there. Tom Doyle was there, and he was wrestling some kid. I mean, physically, they were no match for one another. But uh, Tom Doyle was a lot more mature than the other kid. And Tom Doyle throws him into his back and a head and arm. And was squeezing. <clears throat> and the kid was screaming, I can't breathe. I was actually refing the match. And the kid's screaming, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Let me up. Let me up. And I was like, I let it go because if you're screaming and talking, you yeah, can you breathe. Can breathe. Yeah. yeah. So I ended up calling the pin. And I got up. Well, the kid's dad that got pinned came over and started like berating me about how I let his kid almost die and all this other stuff. It got to the point to where the guy's dad is, if you want to go on the mat, we can go. That's bull crap and everything else. And me being cocky and in high school and everything. Well, if you want to go, my shoes are on. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> then some other parents came and escorted him out. But... That was that late that you said? Yeah, it was upstairs during interior youth. Uh-huh. And we just had like a podunk little test match tournament or something. Well, that's where I hold it. Yeah. I mean, sad, man. We're pretty much done. It's all the questions I have. It's all the wings that we have. Anybody uh, like have questions on there? <clears throat> no one has asked. They just put comments on there. Yeah. Anything in particular? I know uh, with all my kids, I mean, I've got one kid that's an All-American. He's a Greco-focused kid and another kid. But uh, the, they all got their own little mix. And, they, and they've done, I mean, you've told them a couple times, like, quit getting so mad because he yells at you. He's like, he's not doing anything he didn't do to any of us. But, you know, over time, it's just like, it's not the same when it comes from dad, especially when yeah. it's, it's hard knocks and... You're talking about how your dad was just kind of chill about it. Yeah. I'm definitely not like that. You know yeah. what I mean? But I, I also think when you set the example in the room, like, unfortunately, some of the best ways of doing it is not favoring your kid. And I've always been that way, like, yeah. kind of hard on them. But, you know, Buddy used to come up, <clears throat> I'd say about 95% of his matches is tell, <coughs> tell me he loves me. And he'd go wrestle and kick the crap out of the kid and come back. And pat me on the butt and walk off like yeah. he was in charge and shit and, <laughs> and stuff. I, it, it was kind of funny. And Jeremy's got his own little twerks and stuff like that. It was kind of cool. I think they just look at it as like you're their dad chewing their ass because they're their kids. Yeah. But like he's the same. I mean, you did that to him. To him. Yeah, definitely. To him. You know, yeah, like, they, they don't see that. But they, they also don't, you know... If if I said something to tick you off, like you go home and oh, I'm yeah. nowhere close to you, these kids come home to me and then yeah, you know, oh, yeah, so, you mean, you <laughs> there's a lot to be said that you know when you when you have kids that are successful and you've been and it's because you've been hard on them that, that you know they've endured probably a little bit more yeah. emotionally than most kids. You'll see, you'll see soon. <laughs> you'll see soon. I used to get ridiculously mad at Buddy for going to the bathroom every 10 minutes when he was a little kid and be like, dude, you're the coach's son. You're never out here. And he'd go, go sit by your mom. Alright, well, I mean, that being said, kind of wrap it up. What did you guys think? Overall, honestly. I was really curious if I could do it. Do, do you think it held up to what you thought? Or did, you, did you have higher expectations? I, did it hit your expectations? Did it exceed I was, them? I was thinking they were going to be just a little bit hotter at the end. I mean, the, I think the Dan, I think there is a certain amount of, you know, skin gets numb. You know, you don't feel as much. Yeah. I think that that the bomb kind of did did that. Kind of. Well, that's we, why everybody that, says it doesn't feel as well, hot. We did afterwards. it last time when I did it with Dylan. That was kind of my like thought process was that 
you know, I didn't think 9 and 10 were that hot, especially for on the scale of being like 10 times hotter and all that. But my thought was that my mouth, the taste buds and all that were just gone by the point I hit 9 and 10. Then I'm like, I can tell this is hot, but it doesn't taste hot like 8 tasted hot. It's just it's just nasty flavor for one. But I didn't like burning my mouth no more because my mouth already burnt off. In fact, that I, my tongue's even on. It's surprising that didn't like just disintegrate. I got the kids those uh, world's hottest chocolate. It's like eight squares. They cut them up, and, and the guy on YouTube does them. And, and they're not nearly as hot as what they say they are. But um, Jeremy today was like, "Dad, you've got to get that um, that one Dorito chip." Oh, the one <laughs> yeah, chip, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so, man, I just... what'd you think, Dylan? Compared to last time me and you did it. I thought it was about the same. Nope, it was hotter. What did you think, Jimmy? Bet- <coughs> More than your expectations or less? I'm impressed that you guys actually decided, like, oh, let's do this. Like, again. Well, and, so and, and I you guys t- were in control of it, so you could have been like, let's do this months later. <laughs> yeah, well, I told Dylan the, after we did it the last time, I'm like, I'm literally never doing that again. Terrible. It, it was so just bad uh, not doing it again, ever. And then you were like, you should do that every time you have a podcast. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I do think it, may, it makes it a little more fun. It does make it a little more interesting. Kind of makes the conversation, like, you know, if I limit it to 10 questions or something, it kind of helps at least with that aspect. I'm seeing all these Definitely, questions. when you get down to the hot and you ask the questions, you start to sound like Charlie Brown's teacher. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. You're like, what did he say? What did he say? I was having a hard time telling the story of the Tommy Gillen thing. I'm like, hang on a sec. Okay, hold on. And compose myself. I, I shouldn't have volunteered to go first. I should have made one of you guys go first. Look, you're lucky you have a good host like me doing this because <laughs> I could have said I'm going last, make myself look good. Do you remember uh, when Holland gravely ate, like we doused this omelet with this Dave's and Sam, and this thing was orange. Yeah. And Holland's like, I can eat this. And he's just go, he's sweating. Yeah, what the hell? And then I, halfway, I took it, I took it away because I was like, ah, he's, he's going to keep going. Yeah, he's going to get sick. Like, what was he'll the deal power through. He would have, too. He's just so darn tough and gritty. Right? What? He got yeah, out of the track, he got the track workout for everybody, that, I think. That's yeah, right. I know, but what, what did it start out as? For every bite he ate? He yeah, something like that. Something. Yeah, and he was just going to town. And then we did, we did, we did it later, years later. Um, when Kayla was uh, a senior or something, it was her last year. And I just remember her like, if you take a spoonful, no track workout. Yeah. And uh, she did it, and then she's in this room running around, and she goes to spit out the window, and the screen's there. <laughs> and it's just like, Kayla. We went. We were going to prom one year. What's like prom and a bunch of wrestlers. It was on post, and Wes was still living on post, so we stopped by his house. And uh, he got out the Dave's Insanity sauce. It was all around the same time frame. It was like, you guys won't eat this before you guys go to prom. And I'm like, no, I wrestle like <laughs> during the summer. You I know had what tasted this it already, yeah. too. <laughs> and uh, he guilted one of my teammates and classmates into eating it. He sat in the, bo- in the corner of prom, the whole prom, with a bottle yeah, of Tums yeah. just... Heather was mad at me. Heather was mad. Why do you do that to them? I was like, it's so funny. It's so funny. I was like, the kid just like, I can do that. Boom. Yeah. Just a, a spoonful. And uh, he, it Ruined hit him instantly. Yeah. And then Heather just like felt bad. And like the whole jar of Tums he took. What grade, what grade was this kid? Uh, he was a junior or senior at the time. Dang, dude. 
upperclassman's room yeah. his prom. Yeah, he, he literally <laughs> sat in the corner of the thing the whole time. Just, <laughs> <laughs> no, we all went stag. That's why we went to Barker's house wow. and bring a bunch of girls to Barker's house. <laughs> <laughs> oh. then, then they probably would have took the hot sauce then. Yeah, I can do yeah. that. Yeah, we can do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I'm about to shut the audio off. Thanks again for doing this. Awesome. Yeah, this was actually a good time. And again, happy birthday, my man. Thirty. Hey, if he, you want to help him out of the chair? (laughs) Your feet reach the ground. (laughs) Wow, these guys are just ruthless. Well, that does it for this podcast. I apologize for some of the audio at times. I have never done a podcast with five people at the same time before. Uh, We had a great time eating the chicken wings. However, the next day was not as fun. As usual, if you have anyone that you would like to hear on the podcast or if you have any critiques, questions, suggestions, you name it, please let me know by emailing alaskangrappler at gmail.com. That does it for this episode. Be on the lookout for the next one.